Hi, my name's Grant Fishbook, and I am honored to be the lead teaching pastor here at Christ the King Church in Bellingham, Washington. Thank you so much for choosing to access this online content today. We really hope you'll enjoy this message. One of our values here at Christ the King is biblical face-to-face -face community. And so while we are so excited that you joined us today online, I really want to encourage you. Make sure that this is never a placement for face-to-face -face biblical community. Your story matters, you matter, and we want to see you get connected in a local church. Now, if you're here in our area, we would love to have you join us at any one of our five campuses. But if you find yourself outside of the Bellingham area, we really want you to get connected into a local church. So we hope and pray that that happens for you very, very soon. wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Good morning, everybody. If I haven't met you before, my name is Grant. Glad that you are here. How would you respond if God said go and that's all he said? He just said go. When I hear that statement, when God says go, my first response is to where? Just exactly where are we going to be going? My second thought is about the great commission of Jesus. Let me give you the context. Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus rose again. He appeared alive to more than 500 people. And then as he returns to heaven, Jesus lays out marching orders that for two millennia, Jesus' followers have been trying to live out. The Bible says in Matthew 28, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, literal translation, while you're going, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always. You should underline those words. I am with you always to the very end of the age. There's so much material in those four verses. We could preach for four months on those four verses. We could highlight the fact that after everything they had seen, some people were still doubting that Jesus was who he said he was and that he was going to do what he said he was going to do. We could talk about the authority of God. We could focus on the fact that the authority that Jesus had is available to every Jesus follower in the room this morning. We could talk about making disciples. We could unpack the Great Commission over and over again, but in alignment with last week's sermon, we're going to just keep it simple. 23 years ago, Laurel and I were minding our own business, enjoying life in Steinbach, Manitoba, working as a youth pastor at Emmanuel Evangelical Free Church. Every year, Emmanuel E. Free hosted a missions conference where missionaries from around the world would come and share what God was doing around the world. And with a single sentence, our senior pastor, James Scobie, totally messed up our comfortable life. 
Jim shared with us a piece of simple wisdom that changed the course of my family's life. Let me set the stage. Jim is about five foot three inches tall. He looks like a miniature Sean Connery. He has a white beard. And everyone in that church loved Jim so unbelievably much. And he talked with a Scottish accent, which made it sound like you were listening to God every single time that he preached. And Jim said this at a missions conference. Most of us are willing to go, but we're planning on staying. Jesus needs people who are planning to go, but would be willing to stay. And Laurel and I went home and we had to talk. Would we be willing to go anywhere that Jesus called us to? If God said go tomorrow, would we instantaneously respond? And our answer was, of course we would, because that's what good Christians are supposed to say. The very next week, a letter arrived from a church in Washington State. And theology met reality, and our whole world changed. We were freaked out and scared because God said go, which meant we had to leave our comfortable little bubble. We went, it's been quite a ride for the last 20-ish, five years. How would you respond if God said go and that's all he said? Just really think about it. Would you be all in instantaneously? Would you want more details? Would you put qualifiers on going? Would you say, Jesus, I'll go as long as you do X or as long as I have the assurance of X. God, I'm going to go, but I'm going to need to know where because before I commit to anything, I'm just going to need to have a little bit more direction than just the simple word go because after all, Jesus, this is my life we're talking about here. How would you respond? As a church, we try to live out the mission of Jesus every way that we can. One of the ways we do that is through global missions. I understand something. In our world today, not everybody can go around the world. Even though some of you are being called to do exactly that today, right now. And you should say yes to whatever it is that God is calling you to do. Not everyone can go so as a church, we made a commitment. We made a commitment to support indigenous leaders who are already going. We decided to come alongside of people who are already going. A great example of this is our work in Thailand. Let me unpack this for just a second. Earlier this year, we asked you as a church to dream bigger and sacrifice bigger than you had ever done before. We asked Christ the King Church to give $75,000 to plant 250 house churches in Thailand. We had an anonymous donor say, I will match dollar for dollar 75 grand if you're willing to sacrifice bigger than you've ever sacrificed before. You gave $75,000 and more. You caused me a bit of a problem. I wasn't sure where we were going to give it all away. Thank you very much. We got the 75000 and before I left on sabbatical, I recorded a video, and I sent it to the pastor and his family that is spearheading this impossible dream. Laurel and I and two other couples from the church had an opportunity to meet Pastor Samsauk and his family uh, earlier this year. My video to them saying this is what we were going to do as a church was delivered in July, and then, much to my surprise, they sent a video back. I'd like to introduce you. To Pastor Samsauk and his wife, sitting on the far side of the screen will be his son Luke. For some context, I need you to know something. If you had a dream and I showed up and gave you a check for $150,000, you would respond in true American fashion. 
You'd hoot and holler and slap a high five. You'd probably do back handsprings down the center of the aisle if you got a check to, to underwrite your particular dream. That's not the way you respond in Thai culture. That would be highly irreverent and very disrespectful. In Thai culture, when you respond with sacred thank you, you're very calm and you give a blessing. So, with that context, I'd like to introduce you to some very, very amazing people who are doing some very, very amazing things in a small agricultural province in Pechabun, Thailand. Let's watch it together. I'm Pastor Somsak Ninasak from Pechabun province. I thank you that you grant, uh, Pastor Grant is thinking about us. And have a vision to help us uh, share the gospel throughout Thailand. And we'd also like to thank the CTK, the Christ the King Church. Who also has a vision for this country as well. And I'm sure this vision will have great benefit throughout, uh, throughout the country. Because the Thai people are very, very hungry and they need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because they're looking for a way to get to to find some um, uh, purpose in life. จากปัญหาในชีวิตครอบครัวจากปัญหาในชีวิตถูกอำนาจวิญญาณชั่วที่ทำให้จิตใจเขานั้นมีความทุกขาสันติสุข. To, to have be freed of the pain of the spirits and as far as the difficulties they have in life and to have a better life. แล้วก็สิ่งที่ดีใจอาจารย์ได้มอบ and they also are very thankful for the uh, audible Bibles because that's going to be a great benefit for those who cannot read very well or even for the house churches to use to share the gospel. So that was an extra special blessing that was unexpected. So thank you for that as well. แล้วผมก็เชื่อว่าคริสตจักรเกิดผลแล้วว่าคนไทยจะได้รับความรอดเพราะว่าแรงอธิษฐานของครอบครัวอาจารย์แก๊งแล้วก็พี่น้องของค
That's all, that, that's all the conversation that Tom and I had. And then all of a sudden, boxes started arriving in my office. One cardboard box, looked at it. Oh, audio Bibles for Thailand. That's cool. Stuck them in the corner. Another box showed up with another hundred. Another box showed up with 50 more. 250 audio Bibles. I thought, well, that's interesting because we're kind of trying to plant 250 churches. Then Dwight showed up one day in my office and said, Grant, we should record a video and send them, you know, to tell them what exactly is going on. And so we're in our office and I'm recording this video with Dwight. And then off the cuff, I ask him a question. I said, you know what, Dwight, what else do you really need? Money's one thing. What else do you really need in order to plant these churches? And he says, you know what we really need, Grant? He goes, we, we need audio Bibles. He goes, if we had an audio Bible for every one of these house churches, it would be so incredible because a lot of the people can't read and they would, they would walk for miles to come and sit and be able to listen to the Word of God in their own language. I'm like, really? You need audio Bibles? That's really, really interesting. And he's talking to me as we're having this conversation. I walk over into my corner of my office and I pick up a cardboard box and I walk and I dumped it right in front of him. And he kind of looked at me and was like, what are you doing? Like cleaning up while we're having this conversation. And I walked back into the corner and I picked up another box and I dumped it in front of him. And I went back, got the third box and I dumped it in front of him. And he got this funny look on his face and he goes, what are these? I said, you said you needed audio Bibles in the Thai language. And Jesus just said, yes. (laughs) All 250 of them. I said, Dwight, let's find out how big God is. I said, I have no idea what's inside of these. I said, can you tell me what you're really looking for? He said, there's a brand name of Audio Bible. And the cool thing about it is there's space on the end of it where we can actually add our Bible training and our house church planting material. He goes, if these Audio Bibles were that particular brand name, I don't know what I'm going to do. We opened up the boxes and guess what was inside? the exact Bible. Here's the picture of it. There's a really happy guy and me standing in my office going, God, church, how great is our God to be that in charge of all of the details? Just since we got that video, our friends in Thailand have planted 40 house churches. And I'm not talking four to six people. I'm talking 40 to 60 people. Let me show you some pictures because I think you're going to love this. This is, yeah, These are the church planters. You can't really tell, but if you could see the average age in that front row, we have church planters in Thailand that are 12, 13, and 14 years old. And they're doing incredible things for God. Let's keep going. Let me show you this next picture. This is one of their baptisms. Hundreds of new believers getting baptized. And... And these guys are celebrating the baptisms. They're also celebrating the fact that nothing in that river ate them because there are things in that river that can actually eat them. So, just so you know. Why are we doing this? Because we want to take Jesus seriously when he says, make disciples of all nations. When he asks us to go, we're going to go. When he asks us to support people who are already going, we're going to do that. We're committed globally. We're also committed locally. As a church, we're committed to going into local communities with the message of Jesus. If you drive around this county, you'll notice multiple Christ the King churches. We're not doing that just so we can see our name on sandwich boards. We're doing that because we believe the answer to all of Whatcom County's problems is Jesus. I just showed you a great example of what's happening in Thailand. I'm going to show you another example in a place called Blaine. I want to show you a dream that God has given us about a community in the northern part of our county that needs Jesus. And then I'm going to actually introduce you to a young man 
who's going to come and share his heart with you because God said go to Blaine and he and his family actually went. So let's find out where God may be telling us to go next and then I'll introduce you to Tyler. Let's watch it together. are here just to talk a little bit about the story of what God's doing in Blaine. As you guys all know, you guys are a part of this church that God is building in Blaine. And what we're doing is we want to be a church that's in, for, and with our neighborhood and, um, and working right alongside, loving our community. And so I get really excited about place because there's, there's something about committing to a place and loving a place and just calling it home and being right along with people. I think people need to see the love of God, especially today, even before they hear about it, yep, you know? Absolutely. And so I think we really do have that opportunity. CTK Blaine has an opportunity to be a, a Christ-centered community so that the identity is actually found in Christ. Yeah. And so a, what is a Christ-centered community in the heart of Blaine? What would that really do in the heart of the people that are serving this, the community? I mean, you can't go wrong, right? And I see such a need for hope. The, the community and the schools and all of the things that are out there and a chance to kind of bring everybody together. And I'm amazed how many times I have a conversation with somebody that wants to come to church. And, I, yeah. I, and I'm amazed that they haven't gone themselves, but, but need that opportunity to just say, hey, I'm going to be there Sunday at 930 and I'll save you a seat. And they show up. I think a new church could be definitely a way that people can find a place that they feel that they belong and that, you know, they can find a place where all of us can come together. And the potential, what God wants to do in the heart of the people, they're out in these neighborhoods that are desperately looking for friends and a place to belong. Now they find it. And, and I think the power of the CTK Blaine vision is proximity. That yeah. It's so close and so available for people yeah. to find community and ultimately to, to find Christ. Yeah. There is this community here that's so accepting and so invite, like it invites people in so well. Um, and I think once we can center that community on God, it's amazing things are going to happen. Blaine's a town where people say things are going to happen, but then they never do. And so I really want to change that narrative, you know, that like, no, things are actually going to happen. We're not just getting a new Starbucks. We're getting, uh, I think that love takes time. And I think today to think longevity is really loving a community. This is where we are now. And like, you can just, you can take a walk there. Like Sunday morning, like how cool will it be to like see families, like walking on the sidewalk to go to the church planting. Planting a church in Blaine is, in, in, in a community, in any community, is the, the power of the presence of people together with God. Yeah. You can't reproduce that anywhere else. It's, it's the presence together that makes it so amazing. So we just want to be a church that loves Blaine well. I really want to love Blaine well. I really want to love my neighbors well. The win for us is going to be seeing new people coming to know Christ and just seeing um, the church, the church, not our church alone, but just the church in Blaine, reach out and really love their city. To do that in partnership with other churches and Christ-minded organizations is going to be awesome. Thank you. It's pretty cool to celebrate just what, what God's been doing in Blaine. Um, like Grant said, my name is Tyler Mitchell, and I am a church planner with CTK in Blaine. Um, do we have any Blaine people here today? 
All right, a few people. Let me hear you, okay? All right. Hey, that's good. Blaine's a town of about 5,000, so that's, uh, that's a good response. Man, I'm, I'm blessed to be here. Um, somebody said recently that God always calls us to do things that we can't do without him. God always calls us to do things that we can't do on him. That's on purpose. God, God wants us to step out in faith and grow our faith, and in order to do that, we have to, we have to take on high calls. Uh, this call to go and make disciples, that's a high call. That's a tough call, but, but God is with us in that, and he grows our faith as we respond in obedience. Blaine has been that situation for me. I never started out intending to plant a church. I didn't think I could. I'm not what you would call an entrepreneur. Uh, it's just not in my wiring. And so this call to plant a church in Blaine has been an interesting surprise. Um, it has always seemed too risky. I was hoping really when I felt a call to be a pastor that God would just put me in a healthy situation somewhere, a church that already existed, that had a building and, and all this stuff that I thought I needed to be secure that I thought I needed to be safe. But that's, God had a much riskier plan in mind. Two years ago, as I was wrestling with my calling, uh, my wife and I, we were attending at CTK Ferndale. And one day, Derek Archer, who was here just a little while ago, uh, caught us in the lo- caught me in the lobby, and he introduced me to a couple guys, and he said, hey, um, this is Tyler, and one day he's going to be planning a church with us. I was like, really? Because I didn't know that. <laughs> That's what I'm doing? Really? But there was something in that where God spoke to me. And so I got coffee with Derek. A couple weeks later, I was, I was having coffee with Derek, and he was explaining CTK's vision to be a healthy sending movement, that really we're all sent by God to reach a hurting and broken world. And something in that stuck with me, and I knew that I'd found what I was looking for. I knew that, that God was calling me to go. And like Grant said, I didn't know where. It was a little while later where this vision for Blaine that had already been stirring came up and God said, go to Blaine. And so my family and I made the massive trek from Ferndale <laughs> to Blaine. But we've immersed ourselves in the community. Um, I got on the board with the community assistance program up there. We actually, we sold our house and bought a house right in, in uh, the, the middle of town. Um, my wife got a job at a, uh, at a shop downtown. My kids are going to Blaine schools. Like, we're Blaine people now. We have left Ferndale behind and gone all in with Blaine. But it's sort of wrapped around this idea of being sent, being sense not a cute idea that a bunch of pastors came up because they thought it would be a good idea. Um, being sense actually a part of our DNA as Christ followers. We're all called to be sent. Uh, in John 20, 21, and he, Jesus tells his followers, as the Father sent me, so I send you. God is always calling and sending his people. He's been doing it throughout history. God called and sent Abraham. He sent Moses. He sent the prophets. He sent Jesus to die for our sins so that we could be reunited with him and then raised from the dead, giving us victory over death. And then the Father and the Son send the Spirit and the church to continue that work, his mission, to a lost, hurting, and broken world. Friends, the question is not whether we are sent. The question is if we will live as sent people. 
Will we live as sent people? Will we actually go out and make disciples? You can think about where God has sent you, your workplace, your home, your neighborhood, your city. Do you feel sent to your city? Are you there for God's mission? I like what Paul says in Ephesians 2.10. He says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. That we should walk in what God calls us to do. It's our choice. We can choose to obey and live out this calling to be sent, or we can choose not to. I would say when we walk in our calling, though, we get to discover who we were created to be. We get to discover the the works that God set aside for us from the beginning, that we would walk in those works. That's where we find true fulfillment. You know, our team is getting a taste of this in Blaine as we step out in faith in the community. We've seen God at work in really cool ways. This summer, you saw in the video here, we got to work with the city to do restoration to Blaine's Marine Park Amphitheater. It just kind of been sitting, it built 30 years ago, kind of just been sitting, rotting away for the last 10 years. And so we worked with the city to just uh, spruce it up, to refinish the benches, to make it uh, a place where you'd actually want to hang out. And then we took a team and did a worship night there on July 3rd, which July 4th, July 3rd, that's like Christmas in Blaine. That's like the the time you want to be in Blaine. And we had 92 people come out for that worship night, which is a big deal in Blaine. It's like a third of Blaine right there. <laughs> Actually, it's not. But there's more people. But, um, but man, I've seen God put a team together that's just amazing. I've seen God call people to this work that, that are, are, have a specific passion and gifting that's going to serve the entire community. Uh, we have 45 people on our planning team. We're starting discipleship groups and serve teams. Uh, God, in the last three weeks, three weeks ago, uh, he gave us a facility. Two weeks ago, he gave us a sound system. He's continuing to work and just provide these steps. Uh, Provide for us as we take steps. The leaders that we have on our team have felt a specific calling to this. The two guys on my advisory council both both had a moment where they were in tears saying, God, yes, this is, this is what I want to do. We have a team that's crazy enough to think that they're sent to Blaine. And so as we've been reaching out to Blaine, our team has adopted this motto. And I hope you like this, but it's in Blaine as it is in heaven. That's our motto. We want to see, we want to, yeah, I know it's Blaine, but, uh, but in Blaine as it is in heaven. We want to see heaven touch earth in Blaine. We want to see things run in Blaine like they're run in heaven. Can you imagine that? If God reigned and ruled in your community, I mean, your PTO meetings would never be the same. It'd be amazing. Um, But everything would change. There'd be an air of freedom in a community, and that's really what we want to see. That's the opportunity we have in Blaine, because I believe that God is writing a redemption story in Blaine. And I believe that we are called to be a part of that story, the story that he's writing. So friends, our goal, our goal is to launch next month. That's our goal. That's our hope. That's our target. But we can't do that unless we have people step up. And so I'm here today to see if you're part of that answer. Are you part of God's answer for Blaine? Uh, In your program, there's an insert. And there's three ways that you can help us, that you can join what God's doing in Blaine. And there there are three simple things. You can pray, 
If you feel called to pray, do it. If you're an intercessor, we want you, we want you to put us on your list because uh, we need people praying. You can give. Some of you are gifted to give. And if that's you, would you help us? We've got a lot of front up costs. If you would give to help. And the last thing is to join. Is God nudging you to come to, to Blaine? Is God nudging you to, to join what we're doing? The opportunity is there, and, and we would love to have you join us on this, this great mission. Thank you. As a church, we want to commission Tyler and his family and this group of 45 people into the work that God is doing in Blaine. Um, you know, some people say, why, why do you need CTKs everywhere? You know, we don't need CTKs everywhere, but uh, everywhere needs Jesus. And we believe that every community needs a grace-based church with a grace-filled pastor. And that's who this man is. We're excited to commission him into this work. But some of you here might be feeling a nudge right now. We want to commission you into that. If God's calling you to go, uh, this might be the time for you to say yes. But as you're sitting here, would you extend a hand to Tyler as we pray for him together? Father God, thank you. Thank you, God, for the ways that you uh, challenge us. Um, God, to leave a life that we're comfortable with and to trust you more fully. And uh, thank you, God, that Tyler and Bonnie said yes. Uh, God, we don't know what uh, the future holds for, for a CTK in Blaine, but we do know that you, God, hold their future. We know that this is a community, God, like uh, most around here, where people need, uh, God, tremendous help. And like every community, need hope, the hope that only you can provide. So God, would you strengthen this team? Would you add to this team? God, would you help more people be willing to go to Blaine? Would you provide financially? Would you provide uh, through encouragement? God, would you provide through strengthening, uh, God, their, their resolve to just reach the hurt, lost, and broken? God, those people that would not otherwise know you unless people step up to do this work, God. We want to see lives changed and generations changed forever in Blaine, God, that would ripple throughout this world. God, and we are excited to commission the Mitchell family into this. Lord, would you help us, God, to support them in the work that they're doing. And together we pray by faith in the life-changing name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Church, can we encourage Tyler as he's going to do this good work? Why are we doing this? It's not because we need more work to do. It's because Jesus called us to make disciples. We want to go globally. We want to go locally. So I'm going to reiterate what Derek just prayed. Where is God asking you to go? It could be around the world to share the love of Jesus. I wonder whether or not most of us should just start with the person next door. As a church, we're committed to teaching not only the Great Commission, but we're committed to teaching the Great Commandment. We've been talking about this. We did a whole series on this in January. If you have forgotten, let me remind you, Jesus is having a conversation with a young man who comes to him and says, how can I inherit eternal life? And they have a conversation because the young guy tries to turn it into something that the conversation is not about. And Jesus sums up 
his command, his great question with these words, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. The truth is this, we can teach the great commission, we can teach the great commandment, but only you can obey it. Only I can obey it. And I want to give you a great example of how to actually accomplish that. As a church, we've all been called to go next door and love where you live. By now, I hope you realize something. This neighboring thing is not going away. It's not a fad. It's not a campaign. I'm going to beat this drum until I die. Because I believe it's the greatest way for us to reach Whatcom County with the hope of Jesus. But the question really comes down to you, to obey or not to obey. That's the question. Why would we obey the great commandment? It's because we actually want to obey Jesus. But let's get really, really real for a second. We love the fact that Pastor Samsalk and his family are going. That's awesome. We love to cheer about the house churches that are being planted, and we should. We love the fact that Tyler and Bonnie Mitchell moved from Ferndale to Blaine to claim that city in Jesus' name. We love it when somebody else is going, as long as it's just not us. Why? Because we're comfortable. I'm comfortable. So let me dive into that for just a second. What keeps us from going? Fear. What if God asks me to go somewhere I don't want to go? What if he asks me to go somewhere scary? What if I go next door and I get rejected? Fear holds people in place. I do a lot of reading when it comes to global missions. The number one reason why young missionaries don't make it to the field is because of family pressure to stay put. Think about that, mom and dad. There's family pressure on kids that want to go to the other side of the world, but their parents talk them into staying because they are afraid. Mom and dad, can I just be as blunt as I possibly can to you as a parent? The safest place your kids can ever be is in the palm of Almighty God. And if they're not where they're supposed to be, that's dangerous. You need to give them roots and you need to give them wings. And if they say the crazy thing, God, I think, Mom and Dad, I think God's telling me to go, you need to be going. <laughs> and not because you want them out of your basement, just so we're clear. <laughs> Fear holds people in place. Secondly, why, why is this so hard for us? It's because we have an aversion to discomfort. We like our comfort zone. So we start making qualifiers. God, if I'm going to leave my comfort zone, here's what I'm going to need. I'm going to need to guarantee that the accommodations are at least three out of five stars on TripAdvisor because that's how I roll. We're afraid that we may actually have to leave our comfort zone. All of that really is just a simple misunderstanding. If you don't get anything else this morning, please take this with you. God doesn't tell people to go to make their lives miserable. God tells them to go to make their lives meaningful. Meaningful. Can I ask you a question? When was the last time anything great was ever done inside of someone's comfort zone? It just doesn't happen. What would push us outside of that bubble? What would motivate us to listen when God actually says, go, let me give you two facts. There's a promise of God. 
that should motivate us. Matthew 28, 10, and surely I am with you always. I asked you to underline it. I am with you always to the very end of the age. God doesn't send you somewhere and then abandon you and cheer for you from the sideline. When you go in obedience, God goes with you every single time. The presence of God is deeper and more profound for those who are willing to go because they have this desperate need for His presence. And there's more. It's not just the promise of presence. There's also the promise of God's purpose. In another version of Luke, in Luke chapter 10, where where Jesus is having this conversation about the great commandments, at the end, He sums it all up. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. He, He says, you've answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you'll live. Church, if you really want to live, go. I mean, if you really want to live, when God says go, go. Some of you are being called to go around the world. Some of you are being called to go north with Tyler and his team. Can I tell you something? As much as I might miss you, I'd sure love it if some of you went. Because Blaine needs Jesus. I'm going to say that again and give the people of God an opportunity to whisper an amen. Blaine needs Jesus. Some of you are being called to go around the corner. And you're scared, and I get it because you've got a comfort zone inside of your little bubble, I want to remind you, God put you strategically where you are geographically located so you could be a shining light to the people next door. Where does God want you to go? And will you be courageous enough to leave where you currently are to get where God wants you to be? I'm going to give you a couple of opportunities to do that this morning. Because in a moment, we're going to pray. And then when we finish praying, I'm going to say, off you go. I hope you'll listen to that still small voice that's tugging at your heart right now. Wherever God says go, I hope you'll say, okay. I would like to give you some opportunities. If you walk out of the worship center and walk straight ahead, there's something called Connect Weekend. And some of you are thinking, how do I navigate through the commons without having to talk to another human being? Because I don't want to go anywhere. In the commons, you could go to a class. You could go to a ministry. You could go and get connected. You could go and serve. I mean, it's just opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. If you go out of the commons and take a hard right, you're going to see one of the new hallways. We just put a new face on it. Our new missions board. Our global map and all of our partners and a whole bunch of pictures are up there. I met a young lady last night just standing in front of the sign. She was just standing in front of the map looking. I said, what in the world is God talking to you about? She said, I'm supposed to go there. We're going to try our best to get her to Kenya. Because God called her out. How long has God been telling you to do this? Two years? Okay. We'll try and help you. I would love for some of you to go and pray over that map and say, God, do you want me to go? There's a neighboring wall down there. I'd like you to go and take your little pin off of the board and stick it in the map of Whatcom County or in Bellingham. We'd like to know where you live. We'd love to know how many shining lights there are actually out there in this community. 
So you can go right, you can go straight. All I know is this, the God of the universe is telling all of us. As the Father sent me, so send I you. What would happen to Whatcom County if just the people of Christ the King Church said yes? I think we might actually see revival. I don't know about you. I'd like to see that in my lifetime. I really would. So church, would you stand with me as we pray together today? Let's pray together. Father God, as we go today, I thank you that we never go alone with Jesus. He always goes with us. Lord, I thank you that we don't go ill-equipped because you said all authority in heaven and earth has been given to you and you gave that authority to us. So God, whether we are being called to go around the world, whether we are being called to support those who are already going on the other side of the world, whether we are being called to go north to Blaine, whether being, we are being called to stay here, but to actually connect, get involved. Lord, some of us are being called to a ministry. Some of us are being called to a small group. Some of us are being called to sacrifice in ways we've never been called. But Lord, all of us are being called to share Jesus with the person next door. So God, as we step out of our comfort zone, as we respond and say yes, when the God of the universe says go, would you empower us and help us to do this your way, in your time? And we will give you all of the glory for anything that's accomplished in and through us. As the created serves the creator. We pray this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. amen. Church. Off you go. Thanks again for watching. We're so glad that you joined us today. Once again, we hope you'll get involved in biblical face-to-face -face community wherever you happen to be today. If you'd like more information about Christ the King Community Church, if you'd like to give online, or if you'd like to submit a prayer request, or even get connected in a small group, you can find out more about us at ctk.church.